0: Welcome to Gamers Cafe guys where I go through all the news and pwn it like it's a noob. Yes, I'm your host Brett Deister, and let's get on with the show. Alright, it looks like there's been some announcements about some new gameplay trailers slash new game mode for Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Yes, I am excited for this game. I love the first game. I will not say that I will not be playing or re- and reviewing this game and loving every moment of it because that's 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 how I do it. That's really how I do it, folks. But yes, there is some little tidbits of it. First one, the new gameplay mode that's more arcade in a way. It is called Breach and it is a way for you to well, it looks very super hot if you actually played that, but it's not really super hot because super hot was an interesting game, and it was only one shot kill. This one is more all about hacking, but in a first person shooter type mode. If you've noticed in the first Deus Ex or the re, the prequel to the original Deus Ex, uh, Human Revolution, that one had a hacking. Game mode or mini game that well, it was all right. It was interesting, but it was kind of just a little gimmicky in a way. Uh, this one's a little bit different. And it doesn't really take place in the Adam Jensen type world, but you are a hacker uh, looking to expose all the dirty secrets of all the powerful people, and so and it gets harder, progressively harder. But you also have uh, augs or abilities that you can bring, but you can only bring a certain amount. So it actually makes it a little interesting to see how this will actually play out. That is uh, the kind of the standalone or mini game of it. Now, there's some interesting new, interesting ogs in Mankind Divided. Uh, Smart Vision, which allows you to, you know, see through walls, but also see what the enemy is carrying. So maybe if you don't want to actually kill them, or maybe you just don't want to take their gear. Uh, also allow you to see how many people are around. So if you're like. I'm going to, nope, not gonna do that, not going to actually get that person. There's way too many people around here, that's what I actually will do. There also is remote hacking where you can hack, well, behind cover and not actually be, well, you know, bothered by everybody else. In the first game, you always had this, like, cat and mouse, should I do it, should I not? Do I have enough time to actually hack this before the guy actually sees me? It was always it was kind of fun, but kind of frustrating at times. This one kind of I don't know. Depending on how powerful it can be, depending on how far away you can be, I'm pretty sure in the game and don't, I haven't played the game yet, but I'm pretty sure there'll be ways where they say you can't you can't do remote hacking because of the walls don't allow it for whatever reason. But there could be situations like that as well. So we will actually see. But yes, there will be a remote hacking, so you can remote hack. Drones and other things like hacking terminals, I'm pretty sure, are in there. But yes, yay for hacking. Now there is something called Icarus Dash, where we saw in uh, the original trailer where it was, Adam Jensen just flew out and hit that huge, beefy, augmented guy. Well, it allows you to dash between spaces to spaces. Now it could actually have a limit on how far you can go with it, but it will give you an icon on where you actually pick up from the ledge. So it could be interesting. Of course, it could actually be really overpowered, and you could basically become Nightcrawler from the X-Men and go dash to dash. Or the Flash could probably be another one, because Nightcrawler kind of teleports. Flash kind of dashes. So you could become Flash in Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Could be interesting to see what that does. There is also the Icarus Strike. Now... There was the Icarus landing in Human Revolution that kind of made you float down to the bottom, and then when you upgraded it fully, you could uh, basically incapacitate uh, people once you get to certain length and just, just boom, all incapacitate them. Well, this one kind of isn't the bubble. There's no bubble. It's just you jumping down and then just fisting down to the ground. So it should be interesting to see what that does, especially with the players that actually really like to... Well, don't go stealth and want to go loud and just kind of just shoot things and shoot everybody and take names because that's kind of fun at times. I still kind of like the stealth way of doing it because I feel like it's a lot harder that way. But I'm not saying it isn't harder with uh, just going gun blazing either because that could be pretty hard if you have like five guys going after you. All right. There's also the Tesla arm, which allows you to... uh, Incapacitate four enemies in one try. So you also have the non-lethal gun from the first game, or it'd probably be a little bit different. But you also have this as well, so it kind of gives you a little bit extra tools. For those that like to go stealth, Uh, this could be a really invaluable tool because sometimes we just want to be a ghost, and ghost is a really hard thing to get, especially in the base game. But actually, when you figured it out, it wasn't as hard. You just had to, you know, maneuver around pick your spots and make sure that you didn't alert anybody to your presence. Usually the first go around was a little bit harder, but after a while it really wasn't. All right, now the other one's called Titan Shield, and we also saw this one in the announcement trailer where it looks like he was uh, basically shrouded with black crystals around him or, or something like that, but it allows, you, allows him to be protected against gunfire Uh, So it looks like for those that actually like to go loud or the ones that don't do as well as stealth, and this is kind of a backup way of like, oops, well, time to go use this shield. That could be an interesting thing uh, to, you know, armor up and kill guys with it as well. And then there's Cassie, which is a computer assistant social integration enhancer. This was in the first game as well, and it's back, and allows you to see uh, what what type of... personality the person is so from alpha to betas to omegas you can see which one it is and you can figure out what is the best way of doing it you'll have to pay attention to where they stand on the alpha beta and omega scale and then you pick the right one for it it was an interesting one it's always the first one i actually picked in human revolution because it allowed me to you know get the upper hand all the time because that's always the upper hand they don't know that I, you know, looking at them and trying to figure out and taking a long time to respond, which is interesting because you figure they'd be like, and your answer is like, hold on, hold on, uh-huh. oh, okay, yeah, he was okay. I'm gonna do it this way. I'd Be like, wait, what are you doing? Like, oh, I I have a cat. I have a Cassie. Like, what, what? What's that? Never mind. Anyways, yes, I am still very excited, and it's still supposedly coming out in August. So we do have uh, about a month and a half, a couple months left until it comes out. Actually, like a little over two months left. I think it's the twenty third it actually comes out. So we do have some time for it until it actually comes out. But still, it's still on schedule. It's still going to be released in August. Plus, with No Man's Guys, which will be interesting to see. Well, both of them stuck out with each other. Um, no Man's Sky is supposed to come out first, so that's a good thing as well. All right, now there is hope for the people that really wanted Star Wars Battlefront 3, but actually didn't want Star Wars Battlefront, and I completely understand because I actually reviewed Star Wars Battlefront, and it was all right. It wasn't great, it should have been better. It was all right. Well, it looks like a developer, yes front wire studios is what they're called has had an agreement with steam to release it on well steam so an agreement with valve who owns steam but but they will be able to release it on steam so it'll be interesting to see if sony will allow this sony or ea will allow this because they have an exclusive partnership with each other that ea can only actually make star wars games but the other great thing is that they're doing it for free, so they're not making any money off this. Because so they could skirt may may be able to skirt around the cease and desist order, but that may not should not be true, because Disney would have a really good argument of this is causing confusion among gamers. They don't know which one is the one that we're making, so they could drop that hammer on them. I'm hoping that they don't because it actually looks pretty cool from the video that I've seen of it where basically the open shot of an X-Wing going in from atmosphere of a planet into space and in their space battles, which apparently DICE could not do space battles. So we shall see if this will actually go through or not. Valve or Steam has just said that they have allowed for distribution of it, but this does not say that it's going to be a clear all season. It'll be alleviate from the season desist order, uh, the developer, Frontwire Studios, has asked Disney if they have permission, but has not actually received any comment on that whatsoever. So it should be interesting what will actually happen. All right. It was reported that Rainbow Six Siege, and I actually talked about this, is going to get uh, the hammers for first-time offenders. Uh, this about change is great because, well, to be honest with you, the people who are going to cheat. Are going to keep on cheating. They aren't really going to be like, oh, I was, I was not allowed to play for a couple days. Well, I better stop my ways. No, they just, they'll just do it. Uh, so division is now going to be serving up first time offenses for cheating, and yes, it'll be permanent bans. Uh, I think this is, now is a little bit too late for this. Only reason why is because a lot of people have, have left division a because of a lot of cheaters b because the in-game content was just not that good uh i mean you really have much to do beyond just going to the dark zone and replaying the same mission over and over again to get phoenix credits they have made it a little bit better but i think it was a little bit too late for all this to happen they should have already had this implemented from the start, where it was first time offenses, boom, gone. We aren't, we aren't going to deal with you. If you're going to cheat, you're going to then, well, cheat somewhere else. Uh, so I think this is a great move, but I still think it's a little bit too late for actually doing. So we shall see if this actually helps out. But like I said, I play every once in a while, but it's not that often to warrant, oh my gosh, it's even better. I just decided just to stay away from the dark zone just because I got frustrated with it uh, just because it just wasn't fun to play. I didn't know who was cheating or who was not or who had run into cheating or not and I just didn't really want to deal with that anymore. Who wants to deal with it? Nobody. So yeah, they are finally doing it. Still a little bit too late, I think. I think they should have done it way, way long ago. Probably in the first couple of weeks of the game release but now they haven't. So we will see. All right, looks like the admins or the people that actually maintain the vanilla WoW server uh, met with Blizzard, and they had a talk about legacy servers because it seems like a lot of people would actually still want to play the vanilla WoW because people just don't like the new WoW. Uh, Blizzard has said that they would love to do it, but it's a little bit more complicated than that, so it may or may not happen, but they did have a five-hour meeting that was supposed to be three hours. So maybe it's a good sign, maybe it's not... I I mean, I'm I'm in the middle of this. I understand why they did see some disorder because they want to make sure that they are maintaining the credibility and the, well, just the integrity of their IP. but I also understand that it kind of sucks because you have a lot of dedicated players that just want to play the vanilla WoW well and don't want to play all the new stuff that was added in in later versions. So you have kind of this whole like I get both sides, but you know what? I'm not really in favor. I I I just really have no opinion on it. I'm neutral on this. Only because I don't really play well. I played it in the beginning, but I just got... It was great, but I just got really bored of it. I was just bored because I just didn't really want to grind. And grinding can get annoying after a while. It's like, oh, I gotta do this. I gotta kill this rat again. Seriously, I've killed like 500 of these things. I'm so tired of killing these rats. So that's my thing about it. Also, in the Blizzard news, it looks like they may actually be nerfing, well, the gun of Widowmaker, yes. Uh, Blizzard has said that maybe Widowmaker is a little bit too powerful than what they wanted. Uh, maybe this is for a competitive place. It's supposed to be coming out this month, probably at the end of this month. So we shall see what actually happens with all this. They have already started to nerf uh, McCree and his Fan Hammer, or Fan the Hammer, or... Fanning Hammers. Well, if we you have two guns, it be Fanning Hammers. Uh, but, yes, it has been debuffed, so it won't be a tank killer anymore, which I never really had the biggest problem with McCree, I guess, playing against the other players. But it was still early in the game, and most people were just trying to figure out how to play it. So it all depends. Uh, but... It could be a good thing to actually nerf some of Widowmaker. Most people would say they would just want to nerf Bastion, but I think people have just figured out how to counter Bastion quite well where he's not that big of an issue. just in the beginning, he was just a very big annoyance uh, to a lot of people. Now I think it's just they moved on to other characters, like Mei I think is another one that people will want to see it nerfed. But if you're with a good team, most of these overpowered characters aren't as overpowered anymore because your team's just good and they'll just walk over everybody that may seem annoying because some of the the characters are a little annoying. All right there is a new website or newish website called Master Overwatch that will allow you to well check your stats but also it also lets you see what characters have the best uh, win rate, what characters are the most popular, and so on and so forth. I already checked into it. I'm not bad. I haven't played Overwatch in a while. I have a 51.2% win rate, which is not bad. But like I said, I haven't played in a while. Now, the number one popular character is Mercy. Number two is Lucio. Number three is Soldier 76. Number four is uh, Farah. And number five is McCree. And it goes so on and so forth. So your top five is, well, it's it's not bad. Uh... Now, the least least characters that are being played is Winston, which I completely understand. DVA is not really played as much as well. Um, And Roadhog is pretty low on it too, but I like actually Roadhog because he's an interesting little tank. Uh, Also, Reinhardt. It's a lot of the tank characters that aren't really played as much, and a lot of the attack-slash-support ones are played quite a bit, which makes makes me think, hmm interesting so if you're looking at it and going well that's what it is that really is what it is it is that most people like to play the attack uh, characters I mean some of them are pretty low but a lot of them are attacking characters except for the top two which is actually support so you have two of them that are more attackers and support and it's great to see that support is actually number the two top characters because those are actually really needed a lot. But it would be nice to see some of those tank characters actually go up a little bit too because you always need those tank characters to you know help either cause menace or help block against different uh, types of attacks like Reinhardt as well. Uh, but most people just don't really play them because I think they're just not as fun, it seems like. But that's my thing about it. It could be great. It could not be great. Uh, but yeah, it's there's different ranks um, for them. Uh, apparently, Lucio and Mercy are number one and two. So you can check it out too. You can make your own account. I did. It's pretty easy to do. Just set it up, and there you go. All right, this is kind of sort of gaming news and kind of sort of not gaming news, but apparently the N- New York Attorney General does not like Time Warner Cable because of its crappy internet service. Apparently, they've there's been complaints that Time Warner Cable just hasn't, well, hasn't lived up to its marketing speak of blazing fast speeds super reliable internet. Hasn't actually been, well, quite that. Uh, unfortunately, it's been very slow A lot of people have just lost connection. There hasn't been really, a lot of it is just a lot of buffering of uh, videos and games as well. So there is a problem here, especially if you get called out by the New York Attorney General's office. That's not a good thing. That probably means that they probably have problems with you and they have a bone to pick with you as well. Now, on the whole, I think ISPs are just terrible. They have a lot of bad things that they are doing. One is data caps which I'm thinking is um, just terrible because you have data caps on your phone and they're going to have data caps on your internet service. So they're actually going to create a way for them to get overages, which they shouldn't actually be doing because that's kind of just a whole lot of malarkey. I'm going to call that malarkey. I'm trying to keep it clean. So let should call it malarkey. Uh, but yeah, I'm seeing a huge mess coming out of here. The thing is, is that other countries and other already well-built internet infrastructure countries have better internet and better prices than we do. We have a problem where we have monopolistic companies that kind of have their own territories and can kind of dictate how much they will charge. And it's usually more expensive and crappy internet until Google Fiber kind of comes in and kind of messes with that makes them upgrade their network because that's the only way it's going to happen is that they start to actually force or foster... Uh, competition. That is the only way it's gonna actually start driving down internet costs and actually drive up speeds because they aren't being driven up. They're actually pretty terrible and I've had just as much problems with AT&T and dropping service and not having that great of service in general. And I'm calling you at AT&T because you suck. I don't know if you're the best time I order cable, but you still suck. Anyways, yes, internet companies are terrible. They're awful. Nobody likes them. They probably are all the worst companies in America and people just hate them. Especially Comcast who actually was the worst company in America for two years. And then it was EA for good reason a lot of times. EA, EA. You've been kind of hit and miss a lot of times. I don't really have a pretty big bone to pick with you but a lot of people actually do. All right, there has been a new video out for Clan Exiles, yes. It is a new survival game, yes. The ever-popular survival genre has now reached Conan, but it actually kind of makes sense for Conan to actually be part of this because Conan was not the nicest place to live. You basically died a lot and died in terrible ways, like crucifixions or just beheadings or just... In general, it was a very scary place and it seems natural to do this as well. Uh, Funcom has teamed up with NVIDIA to actually do cutting-edge technology. Uh, for their game as well. So it's be really interesting to see what it actually has. I have to put the video in the show notes. So you can actually see it if you want to. It's pre-alpha. So it's a little rough. But it actually looks interesting as well. With people being blown up by explosive arrows. To being dismembered from your torso. And a whole bunch of other things. In it, including a little bit of seeing how players can build uh, houses. Maybe even cities. They showed cities. But I'm not sure if those were already pre-built. Or player built, so that's another thing as well. But there's a lot of destruction, a lot of mayhem, a lot of gore. Basically, what all what what the Conan universe is all about. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, Ubisoft has unveiled Watch Dogs 2, which was really well. It was really supposed to be unveiled at E3, and that just actually never happened. It got leaked, and so they're like, eh, hey, well." Chat's out now. Uh, but yes, Watch Dogs 2 is coming. And it has a new protagonist. And it's in San Francisco. It looks interesting. Uh, they're using more parkour. It's a new protagonist called Marcus Holloway. And the like I said, it looks all interesting. It looks great. I really do hope that this one is a lot better than the first one. Because the first one was interesting by itself. But when you actually played the game, you're like... Um, yeah, it's alright. You can blow steam out of the streets. You can, you know Do nefarious things with lights, but I mean you couldn't really hack everything It was very limited on what you could actually hack. So like I said, it was alright. It was okay. It wasn't the best So give or take that Uh, But yes It is now finally Really uh, announced but it's going to be released in November so it actually is coming pretty soon for a game just announced but they usually a lot of times they'll keep tight lids on a lot of these games and since we are going to be seeing a whole bunch of new stuff in E3 it should be interesting to see what's going to be happening as well which I'll give a little bit of you know my expectations of E3 later on with a couple of reviews as well. All right, looks like Gwent, the ever-popular Witcher 3 card game, is going to be a standalone game. Yes, Uh, looks like CG Project Red has filed trademarks for Gwent, the Witcher card game. Should be interesting to see how well it will go up against uh, Hearthstone and a couple of other ones that are coming up as well. But Gwent was an ever-popular game within Witcher 3 that actually proved to be really popular with its with the community they love to play it they there is even a mod to replace the fighting with gwent fighting so you once you got into a battle it would go to the Gwent cards and you would battle that that way uh some people download some people loved it i still like the traditional way because i will not leave it to chance like that but yes it's just one of the few card games that are coming out uh hearthstone's already out this is coming out with the Elder Scrolls card game, and there also is the Fable card game that is right now on Kickstarter, so if you really want to do that, you can. But yes, it looks like it's finally coming out because people have been clamoring for it. They want it. All right. It looks like Remedy, yes, that one, the one that was the makers of Quantum Break, Max Payne, Alan Wake, is coming out with uh, two new games. Yes, two new ones. That they are not actually really announcing what they actually really are so it could be anything from Alan Wake which they probably not but I think it's actually two new IPs for them so we could get something similar to Quantum Break we could get something similar to Max Payne we could get something similar to uh, Alan Wake we don't really know but all we do know is they actually split up the studio into two teams to make two different games so they can actually make more games more often because they don't really make that many games. Remedy has made, oh, over the 20 years it's been out, it's made Max Payne 1 and 2, Alan Wake, and Quantum Break. That's not a lot of games for a developer, actually. It's quite a few games. But they've all been uh, received rather rather well. Quantum Break, not as much as Max Payne 1 and 2 and Alan Wake, but... hmm. It all depends but yes they're coming out with two new games should be interesting to see what they actually will be and it may one may actually be announced at e3 maybe not and we don't another one will not be at all all right are you still playing doom multiplayer well good luck good luck well yeah it really is good luck to find actually people to play it and uh id is actually going to be making some you know additional features to it Uh, One is going to be private games as well. Not private servers. They haven't actually done that quite yet, but private matches. So you can, well, you know, get rid of those cheaters and those hackers and all those people. Um, Now, people have been wanting private servers so they can, you know, have admins to police the cheating problem. That's always happening in all first-person shooter games and third-person shooter games as well. It always happens. There's always a lot of cheaters, especially when it's not uh, a server that is run by admins because admins can check and then ban a lot of these people that sometimes circumvent the program for anti-cheating as well. Uh, So that actually is not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, But they will have bots planned as well, uh, for it. so that's another great thing. So you have some of that uh, coming. like I said, it the multiplayer was, was, was all right. I think this and everybody has agreed with me the single player was amazing. the multiplayer was okay. it wasn't the best it wasn't the worst. it was just okay. Uh, so that's that's kind the state of it right now. All right, and another new game release. Yes, more recent announcement, I should say. It hasn't been really released yet. Uh, But Injustice 2, yes, that one, made by the developer of Mortal Kombat, is coming. So you will be able to play those DC heroes once again in a very non-R-rated, non-type of Mortal Kombat-style combat. Yes, that actually makes sense. But yes, they are making it. It's supposed to be scheduled for it in 2017 with... Uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Let's see if they actually support the PC one a lot more than they supported Mortal Kombat X because they haven't really supported it that well. Uh, Now, what it it was, there's some interesting tidbits with it. One was, um, looks like kind of armor upgrades throughout the fights, so you get more armor, more fights you do. It looks like through the trailer. Uh, all your favorite characters are back. Batman, Flash, and Superman were in there, but also Supergirl is actually in there this time as well. Um, all Aquaman was in the trailer too. Uh, I'm hoping to see all of the regular ones from the first one, plus a little bit more. So Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, all of those. Uh, maybe some off ones as well. Who knows? It's still really early. They just really announced it. Uh, so... If you're looking to you know face off Batman versus Superman and actually you know enjoy it, even though I actually enjoyed the movie, but a lot of people actually didn't. But you know enjoy Batman versus Superman and see who actually wins this time in this way. Well, you can or Batman versus Flash or Aquaman versus Superman, Flash versus Superman, which you saw, or Superman versus Supergirl. Let's see who wins. Yeah. All right, now I'm going to transition to my expectations or what I'm hoping to come from from E3. Yes, E3 is rapidly coming soon. And I am, well, I'm pretty excited for what's coming up from it. Uh, a lot of developers are actually not making their own shows. Activision and EA have decided to not do their own show. But we have Bethesda, which I'm hoping to actually get more information of Dishonored 2. Uh, hopefully a new Elder Scrolls game, maybe maybe not. Uh, maybe a new, well, the Wolfenstein game more is more than welcome, but it's 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 more likely going to happen too. Also, it'd be great to see uh, a Quake game coming out because we haven't seen it. we haven't really played a Quake game in quite a while. The last one was what Quake Four, which was okay. Uh, so having that as well would be interesting. Uh, Anything else, uh, maybe some new stuff coming from Bethesda would actually be really cool. Also, Prey 2, I would love to see if they would actually announce that because that has been kind of in development hell for far too long and it was a very interesting game. Yes, it was very interesting. Also, from Xbox One, to see a whole new slew of games, new games, hopefully something to draw more people in to actually buy the Xbox One because it's been a problem with it. Uh, maybe some updates with it. You probably see some news of more close collaboration with Windows 10 and Xbox One. Uh, Xbox One interface to be more like the Windows 10 kind of user experience. So we're going to see that. Maybe Cortana be talked about a little bit more. Might actually see something more of Minecraft. Um, Gears of War 4. I wouldn't really say anything new from Halo since that kind of recently came out. So you probably won't really see too much from it, but other new IPs probably coming in the pipeline too which I'm hoping are actually pretty good because I'm still saying it's kind of slim with uh, their lineup right now Uh, for Ubisoft uh, for Honor I'd like to see a little bit more on what they're actually going to be doing with that Uh, also Ghost Recon uh, seeing what actually is going to be about that maybe some updates about Rainbow Six Siege and maybe Division see some updates about that also uh, Let's see maybe maybe a new IP hopefully they have a new IP in the pipeline as well. Watch Dogs 2 having a little bit more of a little bit more information about what's really going on. They showed they showed some but I would like to see some gameplay about it as well. For Square Enix I'd like to see obviously Deus Ex uh more information about that. Uh, maybe a new Tomb Raider announced because that'll, that'll, that'll probably happen. More information on the new hitman or maybe just feature of hitman as well maybe some new ips coming out from them as well because that'd be nice to see um from sony actually some gameplay video of no man's skies uh that would be fun to see uh new ip from them as well i'd like to see them just hone in on this their great catalog they already have because they have a lot of really great games coming out but even more coming out from them as well um uh, and then first Nintendo, i just like to see a new console, like announce something about the new console. Seriously, your Wii U just completely tanked and nobody bought it. So a new console, hopefully with as great specs as what these already have, or even better to kind of top it off, because I think Nintendo really needs to go after the hardcore gamers again, because they kind of just went away from them because they saw the success in Wii, but it actually didn't. Convert over into it as well. So that's kind of like what I would like to see from it. Now, two reviews. So I just finished Hitman Episode 3. It was it was okay. It was good. Uh, way harder than 1 and 2, to be honest with you. I did a lot better with 1 and 2 than I did with 3. I felt 3 was just really confined... And really hard to maneuver and kind of do your objectives in creative ways i just felt really confined and i'll say it again but just really confined it just really wasn't great i like the first target took me five tries to actually kill it was kind of fun to actually do for some buying videos about them about pushing one pushing out the window but like i said it really there were there were just some problems it crashed on me uh there were some uh kind of graphic chess texture problems, the doors looked very low res, uh, some of the air conditioning vents looked low res and still looked low res, there actually was a problem with the hookah tubes going like crazy at times, there was a little bug with that. So it didn't really seem very optimized for a game that's doing episodic and they're taking their time to do this, I kind of would like to see a little bit better from it. Funny part is, is I still think episode two is one of the best ones I've done so far and episode three is kind of a step back from it. It's it's a lot harder, which is great, but I just felt like really confined. I only had a few ways of going about it and it, I kind of kind of felt like it felt like more of a playground of me going about and doing more things and finding more ways of maneuver than, it, than I actually did. So I can still give it a good, Close to bland read, uh, rating just because uh, it just didn't really hit me like the second one did. The second one it hit me pretty good and it was pretty good. This one, eh. all right. And now, The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine uh, expansion pack or DLC, whichever one you want to call it, I thought was a really good game. I thought it was a really great send off for the franchise and just it felt like its own game. The art style was different from the base game and from the other expansion as well. It kind of felt like almost a painting, almost a surreal place. Even the culture and everything else was different from everything else from the past game as well. You're in Toussaint, which was more of a French love of wine uh, type of uh, realm. And it looked very vibrant, very alive, and very raw. Uh, There was obviously monsters to be killed. You also got a a vineyard that you could actually upgrade. Now the vineyard kind of felt like a little cheesy. It really, I kind of felt like it it would allow me to do a little bit more to it and kind of like get some cash flow through that as well, but I couldn't. There was no, they wouldn't allow that. Um, I would highly recommend that you go through the first, the base game of Witcher and the expansion and then do this one, but since My I've had to update my computer. Things went wrong. I lost all my saves, so I couldn't actually do that. I had to start just from playing that. So whatever happens in the base game will transfer over into this game as well. Also, you'll just have a lot of these, uh, a lot of the potions and a lot of the uh, oils already made. So it will also help you a lot too. Um, A lot of the boss fights were actually pretty hard and a little frustrating at times, but I figured it out. just just the whole atmosphere of it was interesting with the knights airing and a lot of it focused on knights being chivalrous and doing whatever they can to be good knights and really finding that a lot of them weren't that great uh was kind of a great thing also just a nice play on just a lot of the old uh fairy tales were in this game as well so that was kind of interesting All in all, I felt like this was a really great send-off, and I'm going to say that this is a great blend, almost perfect, but there was some graphical and some weird things that went on with it. But uh, beyond that, and that could be also the mods that I was using as well because a lot of them weren't really optimized for the DLC quite yet because it just came out, but I still play with them. But I didn't really find too many um, problems with uh, the... Mods to play with the DLC actually a lot of them worked flawlessly. And they may, they may have not worked fully, uh, but they didn't really interfere with it too much. I did see a little bit of weird uh, textures, a little bit of weird uh, screen. It looks like a little bit of screen tearing from the textures as well. But beyond that, it was, it ran really smoothly. I didn't actually ever crash, uh, which is actually pretty good. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's a really great brew. It's a great brew. It's a must-buy if you have the Witcher series. Uh, it's a really good game. Really great to see some other new characters. Oddly enough, Carol did not have sex in this game whatsoever. There was no opportunity that I found. Yeah, actually. and the base game, you, you had several opportunities. and this one, you had none. I'm like, oh, imagine that. I will note that they did have some... It seemed like they had some social justice warrior-type themes in it a little bit, not too much where it's ham-fisted, but there was some where I was like, "Eh." And you'll probably notice it through it. I I don't really want to give too much away, but still, I still liked it. Even with those little annoyances, I still liked it because it was still a great game, still well-written, and still something different from everything else that we've played through The Witcher 3. So still, I give it I gave it a great brew. And finally, we're going to do gaming deals that you really need to know. All right, GOG is having their summer sale going on right now. It is day two right now, so you got to check out some of the great deals. Also, if you actually download and use GOG Galaxy, you can get System Shock 2 for free. So there's no point not doing it. Great thing about uh, GOG Galaxy is that even though it looks like a Steam client, still the games are DRM-free, and so you can use it with or without it. It just makes it all nice installed through there. Plus, you can connect through uh, GOG client to the Steam client and actually have your games crossover on that as well. Um, So they're having their deals. Steam has having a few deals as well going on. Uh, We have uh, XCOM 2 is... Uh, about 33% off, so it's at 40 which is a great game. Something you should look into actually getting because it's actually a pretty good game. Uh, we also have a free weekend of Wasteland 2, which is actually a pretty good, fun game. And then we also have the Dirt franchise up to 80% off there. And those are your gaming deals. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Gamers Cafe and follow Digital Coffee plus Gamers Cafe at Twitter on a digital CO77EE. Facebook at Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, uh, Google Plus Digital Coffee Podcast as well. And find us on YouTube at Digital Coffee Podcast too. And if you like these podcasts, please consider uh, supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. All right, guys. Happy gaming and have a fun weekend. Bye.